This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Angel Hughes, founder of Sisters of the Skies, whose goal is to improve the numbers of professional black women pilots, which is currently at less than 1%. But before we begin, just a few announcements. If you have questions, comments, inspirational stories, or you want to hook up with somebody else that's been on the podcast and you want to ask them questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, if you're interested in that scholarships guide, it's only $10. And uh, we do have the pay it forward coupon. You want to get it for free? A lot of people have donated so that you can get that scholarships guide for free. And uh, it's pay it forward, all one word, as far as the coupon is concerned. And if you want to help other people, Think about becoming a patron. It's easy. You can go to their website, go aviationcareerspodcast.com slash patron. Currently, we're at $120 million in scholarships. The latest version has 52 new scholarships and 10 updates to it. As a matter of fact, the next person we're talking to is uh, their scholarships are actually in the guide. Oh, and don't forget to go out to our website. We're doing that pilot interview course, uh, youtube.com slash expert aviator. Uh, we put out one question every week to prepare you for your interview at the airlines and other aviation jobs. Again, I have with me Angel Hughes, founders of Sisters of the Skies, whose goal again is to improve the number of professional black women pilots. Welcome to the show, Angel. Thank you for having me, Carl. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. This is so cool. Before the show, we were talking. We have a lot in common. We're both from Jersey, <laughs> from New Jersey. So that's really cool. Yes. Um, but, you know, what? it's really neat what you are doing uh, and promoting aviation, uh, especially amongst people that think maybe they, they can't do it or there's nobody that's similar to them in the field. And that's that's my hats off to you for what you're doing. Uh, and it's really inspirational. And, and again, great job with the scholarships, too. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, I said a couple things about, you know, why you got started with the low numbers. But uh, in your words, you know, why why did you start Sisters of the Skies? Well, I started Sisters of the Skies because uh, it all started from a conversation that I had with one of my mentors. Um, her name is uh, Nia. and She's the co-founder of Sisters of the Skies. And this was in 2015. Um, I was still in the Coast Guard, uh, active duty, and I was scrolling on Facebook. And uh, I scrolled past uh, this lady, a black woman in a pilot uniform, and um, and this would be Nia. And that's the first time I had ever seen a black female um, airline pilot. So, and up to this point, I'm I'm a, an adult. I started flying when I was 16 years old. So now I'm uh, almost 30 years old, and I'd never seen a, a black female airline pilot. And uh, so I saw her on Facebook. I friended her and uh, she gave me her number and uh, we started conversing. And, you know, I told her she was the first woman that I'd ever seen in a in an airline uniform. And she was shocked. And she said, really? Well, you know, I had a few other uh, black females in my class. And she also started naming a, a couple more folks at uh, her airline. And, um, you know, I kind of half haphazardly just jokingly said, hey, I bet if we got together me and you, we could probably name all the black female airline pilots. And 
fast forward to uh, to today, current day, 2020, we actually know every uh, Black female airline pilot because there's not that many of us. And um, so we just started a, a group me. Uh, this was back in, uh, in 2016. We started a group me and she invited all the Black female pilots she knew. I invited all of the Black female pilots that I knew or I didn't know, but I saw them on, on Facebook now. Now they're on social media. They're wearing their uniforms. They're you know, I call them the young girls. And so now I'm, you know, I was almost 30, but now you have these, these uh, young 20 something year olds that are, you know, at these regional airlines. And um, so pretty much she, she invited who she knew. I invited who I knew. They invited who they knew. And Sisters of the Skies was, uh, was, uh, was born. And then we, uh, so six, 2016 was the group me. And then 2017, we uh, took the leap forward and became a 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization and we are uh, offering scholarships. Wow. You know, that's a pretty quick jump into, into the success, uh, in just that short amount of time. I think maybe part of it, uh, is that there's a big need for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, as you can imagine, once we got all of the, uh, the black female pilots together within the group, me, uh, one of the group me members, she said, all right, it's great that we're all here. We know each other. We're networking. Now, what are we going to do next? Like, how can there, how can we um, make our numbers increase and grow? And um, it was actually the, one of uh, the SOS members ideas to, you know, let's offer a scholarship. Let's, let's reach back to make our numbers grow. And um, we pretty much uh, took her up on that offer. And all the members, we you know, first started out just donating whatever money we had. Um, to put towards a scholarship. And, you know, as the years went by, we were able to secure uh, sponsors and uh, fundraise a lot more for uh, to offer more scholarships now. You know, when you first saw uh, the first uh, black female pilot, you know, professional airline pilot, that must have changed your life. But another really important part of that is mentorship. You mentioned that, that, that you were talking to your mentor. Is that something else that you do during this outreach? Absolutely. Mentorship is probably the single most important thing um, to me within aviation and just within any industry, if you think about it. And uh, just because I saw Nia, she, she was where I wanted to be. Like I had an intrinsic, um, interest in becoming a pilot. Uh, I wanted to be a pilot since I was in a sixth grade, just sitting in a sixth grade science class. So I, you know, I had that drive from within to become a pilot. So it didn't matter that I didn't, I never saw another, you know, black female pilot. Um, but fast forward to now. And, you know, when I go to local schools or within a local community, uh, a lot of times those children in those areas, they, they've never seen a black female pilot in uniform, like ever. A lot of them have never even seen a female pilot. So, you know, let alone a black female pilot. Um, so I say mentorship is so important because if you're trying to get to a certain place, you know, it would behoove you to follow someone that's been there and can relate to the possible struggles and obstacles that, um, that you may or may not go through. But having someone who's been there, done that, and you can just bounce questions off of them. Uh, that's that's invaluable, and it's free. That's terrific. And there's nothing more valuable than using somebody as an example and having a mentor. So hats off to you for for doing that. 
I want to back up a little bit. We talked about the numbers, and you said you knew every black female pilot. Do you know the numbers, actually? Is there, you wouldn't have I, to know that. So I, I don't have the exact numbers, uh, but SOS, we're actually in the process of uh, tallying up the new numbers uh, for the new year. But um, at last, well, let me back up to 2016, uh, when we started the group me and we invited like all the ladies, we were at approximately 100. Um, I assume right now we're uh, closer to the 150 um, uh, mark. And that's number of uh, airline transport pilots. So uh, not just commercial pilots, but those that have their airline transport uh, rating. So, you know, regardless, the numbers are low. It's 1%, like we were saying. Yeah. Um, we're going to change those numbers. Uh, we're, yes. And that's kind of why we're talking, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. A, a big part is what you're doing, by example. I think that's terrific. So um, who are you trying to reach? Is there a specific age group, a specific area? So uh, the goal of SOS is to uh, increase our members and, you know, black, brown, minority women or just, you know, women in general. And the way you do that first step is uh, uh, mentorship. Uh, and how do we do that? We show up and in our uniforms, we go to local uh, local events, uh, all the SOS members that are scattered all around the United States. We go to the schools, we go to conventions, and we make sure we're out there because um, representation really does matter and seeing is believing. So to increase our numbers, first of all, we have to get out there and let these uh, and let the youth know that this is a viable career option. So we typically target middle school and uh, elementary school. It's usually when they're younger, a little bit more impressionable, and, and they're still dreamers at that age. Uh, so... Uh, so we'll get into schools. Yeah, first step is um, exposure slash mentorship. And then uh, the second part, we realize going into the field of aviation is very expensive. And if you don't have any mentors, you don't have someone to help navigate those waters. It's, it's very easy to fall by the wayside or just give up because it's too expensive. Um, so our second step in uh, Sisters of the Skies, we, um, uh, we aim to offer scholarships. And hence, the scholarships that we offer um, a couple times a year are towards flight training. So uh, a young lady, she'll, you know, she'll apply. And then if she wins the scholarship, we'll send the money directly to their uh, to the flight school. And um, lastly, just helping it tie all in together. Any questions that you may have that goes back to your mentor. There's you're not alone going through this field. And uh, a lot of the members of SOS um the original members so now we, we're getting we're helping those numbers uh, increase and grow um just firsthand seeing a mentor crossover and once you receive your commercial certificate then you're eligible to become a member of sisters of the sky so we've mentored young ladies that you know had their private and are now sos members because they've earned their commercial certificate and now they're you know gaining their hours but um but yeah, once uh, once the young ladies know that they're not alone, um, kind of like a lot of us were when we were coming up in this field and, uh, you know, we, we were able to to help or we were able to um, uh, get to where we're at right now. But uh, yeah, we definitely want to look back and 
help those coming behind us. And so they won't have to have those same obstacles or struggles that, that we've had. We can kind of give them a, a heads up of what to expect. You talk about reaching out and exposure, um, and that's incredibly important. I, I noticed, and help me out a little bit, on the internet, I think I saw you, I'm pretty sure it was you in an airplane with a young person. Um, have you done events where you bring uh, these young ladies out to the airports? Yes, yes. Um, every year we host our annual Girls Rock Wings event, uh, GROW for short, and um, we've had them in Houston, Texas, and we were on, and we do it every year in Houston. And uh, 2020, we were on pace to um, having two grow events, one in Houston and another one in Miami, Florida. Uh, but due to COVID, that um, uh, we had to postpone those events. But uh, but yes, we it's a one day ACE camp, uh, aviation camp for uh, girls ages 10 to 18 years old, and they'll get to come to this one day camp and they'll get to uh, actually fly an aircraft. Just take a lap in the pattern, get some stick time from uh, an SOS member that's also a, a CFI, a certified flight instructor. And I'll also will expose, expose them to air traffic control and um, pre-flight planning. And there's a pretty, pretty nice um, uh, museum set up, uh, the Lone Star Museum in, in Houston has a, a pr pretty neat setup for the girls to actually get the hands-on experience of uh, pre-flighting an aircraft. So, um yeah, we do uh, 50, 60 girls. And every year, our goal is to increase those numbers as we or increase the capacity. And um, yeah, we're on pace to do uh, 60, 60 to 70 girls this year. And we started off with, uh, I think, 40, about 40 girls. Wow, that's really cool. Is there any way people can help out? Like if there's just somebody that sees it online? Absolutely. Uh, as a, a nonprofit organization, uh, and we just want to offer scholarships. Uh, because we realize that's one of the biggest obstacles. So anyone could go on our website, uh, www.sistersoftheskies.org, and uh, just scroll down to the, the donate button. And just any any every dollar that's donated to us, um, specifically for a scholarship, we throw all the money uh, towards offering a scholarship or several scholarships. So uh, that's that's the way we can help. You know, another reason they should go to sistersoftheskies.org is on the outreach page. On the outreach page is there's a really cool video. If you scroll down, it's like a, a YouTube video or something like that. Uh, and you should see the, the beaming smiles. I'm looking at right now and see the beaming <laughs> smiles of the, of the young girls uh, getting out of the aircraft and all excited about the first flight they took. In the Absolutely. Airplane. Oh, they That's are great. They are yeah. great. I love it. <laughs> and uh, and by the way, was your uh, when you got your interest, I know you're from New Jersey, were you one of those people that went to the, the fence and, and watched the airplanes take off and land? I was. Uh, so in, in East Orange, and you say you're very familiar because uh, from, from Newark, uh, but there is a program uh, named the Eagle Flight Squadron. It's still there now. And uh, just uh, literally opened up, opened up shop across the street from my house. Uh, up until that point, I was in high school. So I remember I was 16 years old, summertime, just walking home from the park and uh, the abandoned East Orange Fire Department. Uh, just that particular day, lights on and that little green sign, learn to fly here on the door. And I was like, what? So I uh, stepped inside and got to meet the um, uh, the late Reverend Russell White. Uh, he was uh, the founder and 
it was like, yeah, you show up, you need good grades to be a part of this program and uh, we'll teach you how to fly. And it, so it was run very much like a JROTC type program. Uh, so very militant. We would show up on Thursdays and have the whole flight suit. We'd have inspections and drill. And then on the latter part of uh, that evening, we would sit through ground school and flight instructors would um, donate their their time um, to teach us ground school so we can pass the private pilot written. And uh, the same flight instructors would also um, volunteer their time at, at the airport. So Caldwell Airport, I was uh, able to start flying and earn my uh, private pilot certificate while I was in high school um, through the Eagle Flight Squadron. So very good program is still there. And I'm still there. <laughs> can't, I can't wait to move back to New Jersey and, and, and be an everyday um, instructor, part of that program. So yeah, I, I, I hopefully I'll see you there. I'm definitely going to stop by, but oh, absolutely. Uh, if, if you're in that area, it's not far from Newark. If you're flying into Newark, uh, it's yeah. uh, and just a wonderful airport to fly out of. Uh, you know, you, you really, not only are you building this organization and, and reaching out, it seems you're also through this outreach building ambassadors uh, that can also help others. See, yes. it, it doesn't, you don't want it just to stop there. You want right. it to keep moving forward. So people can get involved. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And anyone that comes up to me or any of the other SLS members and they're saying, how can we help? Or or I take, for example, the uh, the SLS mentees, we have a mentorship program as well, where we have a, a mentor, an SOS member who's assigned to an up and coming um, uh, pilot who doesn't have their commercial certificate yet. So We'll have uh, mentees, but whoever's joining SOS, we ask right on the application, um, where can you best contribute? And, you know, there's a whole list. We expect you to write, you know, at least two or three places where you can contribute because we're well, we're trying to move. We're trying to grow and we're trying to offer more scholarships and increase our numbers. So we want uh, driven women that are movers and shakers. And I can say for the most part of. Uh, uh, all, I think female pilots, I might be a little bit uh, biased, but I think female pilots are a very, very driven uh, group of people. I'd agree. I think you have to be, right? I mean, oh, there's, absolutely. there's not, not many. So so with that said, you didn't just go to the airport and and, and say, hey, I'm just going to fly a, a 172. <laughs> you went on from there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that sparked in your passion for aviation and actually, uh, well, I should say now, your former career. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So I um yep so I was driven I was uh, just by uh, God's grace and just some just some luck I was able to go through and discover Eagle Flight Squadron and so after interacting with the cadets the older kids that are part of um uh, the Eagle Flight Squadron I found out you know it was news to me that you could actually fly in college and major in aviation and you know up until this point I I don't know any pilots. My family doesn't know any pilots, so I just had no idea how I was going to actually become a pilot. I just said, hey, I guess I'll I guess I'll get a job, make some money and then pay for flight lessons. That was my plan because uh, I, I just didn't have a path. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't know anyone. And um, so Eagle Flight uh, got to uh, uh, speak with and spend some time with the cadets and found out there's aviation colleges, colleges and also there are. Um, military academies that so you could be a military pilot, you could be an airline pilot, like the different types of pilots that so it was just like a, a whole new world for me. And after that, my this was my junior year into my senior year, I made a decision 
um, to go to civilian uh, flight school or just a regular college uh, as opposed to a military academy. And uh, I knew being an airline pilot, I'm going to need a four-year degree, uh, which is highly preferenced. So I was like, okay, I need a four-year degree. Okay, while I'm in college, I'm going to fly. Where are the flight programs? And then I was looking at the programs in the Northeast where I'm from. And I was like, uh, I kind of want to go to a state where it's year-round flying weather. And it's nice. It's warm. It's pleasant. And uh, I have family in Florida. Uh, they're in South Florida. I didn't know Jacksonville was so far from Miami. But I was like, oh, yeah, I have family in Florida. I'll just, uh, you know, go to flight school down there. That sounds so, so nice and pleasant. Uh, so fast forward, I went to uh, Jacksonville University, as I mentioned, and uh, was a flight major. So earned the rest of my ratings there, uh, instrument all the way up to uh, CFII, and uh, began instructing full time after I graduated. And uh, this was 2008 uh, during the uh economic recession. Uh, so I, I just couldn't get a flying job anywhere. Um, and flight instructing gigs were very dry. I'd get maybe one person that would come in and maybe I could, you know, take them on an intro flight. But, you know, as you know, being a flight instructor, we get paid, you know, by the time, well, we get paid per person we're with by the hour. So I could be at the airport. I'd be at the airport all day from, eight in the morning until five in the evening. And I don't go flying at all. And so I'm just, I'm not getting paid. So uh, that wasn't sustainable <laughs> for me at all. And uh, here I am a young uh, uh, college graduate, and I moved all my stuff from Jacksonville, went to uh, Glendale, Arizona. And I was uh, instructing there. It was a, you know, part 141 Academy and uh, it was a contract with the uh, uh, with the universities in China. So tons of Chinese students come in. We'll train them all up, get them their commercial multi, and then they go back to uh, China and uh, finish up their school. And you know they're sitting in a right seat of something heavy. Um, so I did that for well just a couple of months, and then that company started to tank as well. So I packed up my two door Honda Civic and drove across the country, Arizona, back to New Jersey. And uh, and I was sitting on my uh, living back at my parents' house and I had a good buddy from high school who uh, he joined the army uh, right after uh, we graduated high school. And so now he's back in New Jersey as well, but he's working as a recruiter. And he says, hey, you know, why don't you, you know, have you ever thought about being an army pilot? And I was like, uh, uh they fly helicopters. I really don't care about helicopters, but, you know, I figured I'd you know, just find out some more information because he worked at recruiters office. So I, I went and spoke to the recruiter, the army recruiter about army aviation, but um, that definitely piqued my interest to go speak to the other branches. And Benny um, Starnes, there's a nice little uh, plaza where you have the, the Coast Guard station right next to the, the Navy recruiters, right next, you know, Navy slash Marines recruiter and Air Force wasn't too far around the corner. So I was able to, uh, speak to every recruiter for every branch and uh, decided on the Coast Guard. Um, I like their pitch the best. And uh, fast forward 11 years uh, in the Coast Guard, uh, Naval Aviator. And uh, here I am now in my, I'm transitioning out of the Coast, out from active duty. 
and um, joining the reserves. Well, and also another thing we'll mention is that you were hired by a large uh, major airline recently, a cargo airline, and yes. are transitioning to the 7576. And congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Tra- training is a lot, uh, but uh, um, I'm enjoying every bit of it. I'm enjoying the suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're, we're sitting here in the background. Uh, unfortunately, this is audio, but in the background, there's a 7576, uh, all the posters <laughs> that you're studying. Uh, and it, it's quite challenging, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's uh, it's my first jet. So I flew uh, turboprops uh, in the Coast Guard. So it's my first jet and everything just happens so fast, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite exciting. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so what did you fly in the Coast Guard for people that, that don't know what they fly there? Uh, I flew the C-144. It's a, I'd say its civilian counterpart is comparable to the ATR, but um, high wing twin turboprop. Um, and we flew Coast Guard missions, so search and rescue, law enforcement, logistics, um, you know, cargo or, or passenger transport. Uh, so it's like a medium takeoff type aircraft, medium takeoff weight type aircraft. And then... After that, you're transitioning to this jet, which is a lot different. 500 miles an hour, you have to think in. So yeah, oh <laughs> but, man, but, but you'll get yes. used to it, I'm sure. Um, you know, on your journey and both with this organization and also your professional journey, what type of challenges do you think may have been unique uh, to you? And say for other uh, young black females that are coming forth, uh, and for as far as challenges. Yes. Uh, so. Going through flight school, I, I was the only um, black female in the class, definitely. And a lot of times I was the only um, woman in the class. So uh, that kind of became normal to me, almost to the point where if I saw another woman, I've never seen another black, but if I saw another woman, I'd be like, whoa, you know, hey, are, are you lost? <laughs> I'm just joking, but... Uh, so it's been quite the norm for me. And so I would say my biggest challenge would be the trying to overcome the uh, the biases that my instructors would have. Because, um, you know, instructors come from all different walks of life and experiences. And uh, you have, you know, some guys, you know, aviation is over 90 percent male. So they within those, uh, those 90%, you know, there's, there's a percentage that believe that women shouldn't be flying or, you know, they come in with, uh, just their bias that, you know, I'm going to be a weak student or I'm going to struggle or, you know, they just, I just don't get the benefit of the doubt, um, from them. Um, but I would say that that's not so much of a challenge or obstacle because that's something that, uh, I, I can't really see. And, um, so since I can't really see it, what I can do, um, just what I'm in directly in control of is studying the material and showing up prepared and just putting forth my my best effort. Because, you know, I know I'm not going to get the benefit of the doubt or, you know, not not every day is a stellar flight day. You, you know, you, some days you have bad flights or mediocre flights. And um, I've, I've, I've had mediocre flights and, you know, I felt were you know, graded a lot lower than my colleagues' mediocre flights, but flying, it's, it's subjective. It's whatever, whatever the instructor wants to grade you as. And so. 
So through that experience, um, what advice would you give someone else that is about to go through this training, uh, trying to become an airline pilot, um, you know, both from a, I think a psychological standpoint, uh, and also from a training standpoint, how do you deal with that? You know, competence can't be denied. So you show up prepared, uh, every instructor that, you know, I've, I've been an instructor as well, but uh, every instructor you have, um, there, there's a grade sheet, you know, the criteria. So if, if the criteria is to perform three takeoffs and landings and I go out there and I perform three takeoffs and landings with, and I'm flying within my parameters, you know, plus or minus hundred feet, plus or minus 10 on the airspeed. There's no, there's nothing that instructor can put down that, um, you know, he can't, doesn't matter what his biases are, may or may not be. He, he can't say that I didn't complete um, the lesson to a satisfactory grade because the the proof is in the pudding there. So I would say uh, to anyone that's going through training or is about to embark on this journey, just be mentally strong, have confidence in yourself, and at the very least show up knowing um, the criteria, show up knowing the standard and be ready to perform at that level. And, you know, of course the flying, the stick and rudder skills, you, you kind of just have to be up there to, you know, to get a feel for it. But, uh, it goes a long way if you show up prepared for um, uh, before you fly. That's some great advice uh, for everybody listening. <laughs> be be yeah. prepared, be over-prepared, that's for sure. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. I'm curious. I'm not going to do the math in public, but you've been in aviation <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> and have you, do you think things are changing uh, or changing for the better, I guess is really what I'm, I'm asking here, as far as opportunities and, and the biases uh, or has have things kind of stayed the same? What do you think from your experience? From my experience, I, I feel like the aviation industry is, uh, is stagnant. And, and I say that because I still, I spend a lot of time at the airports, in terminals, in different FBOs, um, and just at the airport in general. And I, I still don't see, I, I rarely see female pilots, and so, you know, let alone a black female pilot. So uh, the statistics show that out of all of the uh, pilots in the U.S., uh, five to 6% are women. So there's already not a lot of women pilots out there. And it's, that statistic, you know, five to six percent of women pilots has that's been stagnant for the past several years. So and, and I see it every day. It's 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 the same It's stagnant. So one of the things that we can do, and I think your organization's helping, there's many organizations helping with this, yep. is change yep. those numbers. And they are changing, but it it's kind of like moving a large mountain it takes time <laughs> right and, right, and right. It, it really takes perseverance and it could take your lifetime uh to really make a change because the way especially the way it's set up in the airlines you know it's a seniority yeah. system etc um but i think that what you're doing is changing that needle i think i think it is i know you're it's stagnant um, but, but I think you guys are making a difference and I've seen that on the younger side of things. Unfortunately, now that we're having furloughs again, it's affecting more than the female pilots, of course, I because know, some of those are getting hired. But, uh, but as far as success stories, let's, let's kind of shift it there. And as far as w- 
you know, from what your organization has done, maybe even the people you've helped mentor, what kind of a story do you have to tell that might encourage others that are looking at this? Oh, success stories. And, um, and just circle back on my last comment, whereas, you know, that the industry is stagnant right now, uh, stagnant right now. Um, I look at all of the women that we have in our, our mentorship program, our, all of our mentees, uh, if you will. And we have so much interest and I'm seeing, I know a lot of um, women, I'd say 30, 30 to 40 women within this past year are just we're what, 10, well, I guess this year's almost over, yeah. <laughs> 10, 10, 11 months into this year. Uh, so within this past year that have um, uh, have started their aviation journey, and I've watched some accomplish their private pilots, some are getting ready to um, complete their private pilots, some have actually crossed the ranks over into becoming an SOS member by achieving their commercial certificate. So I'm seeing a lot of women in the pipeline. They're they're up and coming. They're on their way, and within uh, within a couple of years, they'll be sitting in the right seat of uh, of a jet. So, uh, but to answer your question, do we uh, some success stories that I've seen? Oh, I'll just say one of um, one of our mentees, uh, just recent, just our most recent member of uh, Sisters of the Skies. Uh, she started off. She was in college and uh, building some flight time. And uh, those that are familiar, you know, your commercial certificate is the one that um, probably costs the most because you just have to um, just gain your hours. So you're looking to get, uh, uh, don't quote me on these hours, it's 250 hours. Uh, I believe it's 250 hours, but either way, there's a lot of time building involved. So you just have to pay for an aircraft and then just, go burn holes in the sky until you can get your allotted amount of hours before you can even take your commercial um, uh, certificate. So uh, one of these young ladies, she just started out. uh, She's flying. uh, She was actually one of our scholarship um, winners, uh, scholarship recipients. And she used that. She uh, accomplished her instrument rating. And then uh, she went ahead and she's one of those ambitious young ladies that's always on the prowl, looking out for scholarships, applying to scholarships. And she's winning scholarships from all these other organizations. And uh, she was able to recently, within the past month, uh, finally get the money to finish up her uh, commercial commercial certificate. And now she's a member of uh, Sisters of the Skies. And now she's reaching back and she's actively mentoring you know, another lady that was just in her position a few months ago. So seeing stories like that, and we have, I believe, two or three more mentees that are uh, will be transitioning to Sisters of the Skies members here um, probably early in the new year. And those are my favorite type of success stories because to see them, the, a, a student pilot, uh, you know, one day and then the next day they're, you know, we're, we're, we're colleagues now, we're you know, we're both mentors. Now we're helping out the, uh, the next young ladies behind us. So, uh, those are definitely my favorite, uh, stories. Seeing these women come full circle. It, it just, it warms my heart. Makes yeah, me smile. It made me smile. That's for sure. I, and it's, it's lovely to hear those stories and also to realize that, you know, you're, you're an ambassador, but you're building ambassadors for aviation, especially for African-American pilots and, and pilots in general, female pilots. I mean, you're, you really are, uh, 
someone that's out there on the forefront of this. And uh, I, I really appreciate what everybody at your organization is doing, especially what you are uh, doing. And I think we truly are making a, a huge difference uh, by doing this, by doing what you're doing right now. Uh, and I, I think that's absolutely terrific. Uh, but uh, one of the things that uh, you had mentioned before is all these events that you have. Um, and and the fact that, you know, right now during COVID, things have changed a little. But uh, to find out more about that, I really highly recommend people going to sistersoftheskies.org. Uh, I was so excited to see the one that you did down in uh, Lone, near Lone Star Flight Museum in, in uh, Galveston, Texas. Uh, that was absolutely exciting for me. My, um, my actually, a boss of my flight school uh, is a, in the inductee into the Hall of Fame there, is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, and wow. uh, she was yeah. one of the first cool. female uh, flight instructors, civilian flight instructors during World War II. Uh, and she actually ran uh, the local FBO, uh, Maybell Fletcher, down there. And it's people like wow. her and people like yourself who set an example for the current and the future uh, aviators out there. So uh, I really appreciate all that you Thank do. You. And I think that's terrific. Um, but, you know, a, a couple of things before we go, I, I like to know, um, you know, I, as far as somebody who's listening right now and they want to get involved as, as a pilot, or maybe there's somebody who's uh, thinking that nah, they can't do this, et cetera. What kind of advice would you have, specifically also for, you know, the, the African-American pilots getting started in aviation right now? Yeah, I would tell them, uh, you can do it. Uh, take the leap, you know, take that. We have, Flight students as young as 10 years old and as old as in their mid 40s. It's never too late. And, you know, I run into that a lot where, you know, we'll be doing these grow camps, these girls rock wing camps. And then their parents would, you know, the parents of the, the children would come in and they're like, wow, you know, I, I think it's so cool or I've always wanted to. But, you know, it's kind of like this mental thing, but their generation as well, they've never seen, you know, black female pilots. So it just wasn't a thing um, for them. So they could never, in their wildest dreams, they could be a, a pilot. So now that it's actually a reality and there's, you know, myself and other members of Sisters of the Skies and all the other um, uh, black female pilots that are, that are working as professionals, we're out here now. So there's, uh, there's no more excuses. There's no, I can't do it. I've never seen anyone that, nope, nope. Those excuses are right out the door. There's the internet. <laughs> uh, you can go on, on Facebook. You can find us. You can go on um, on our website. Whatever you're looking for, it's out there. And so there's there's just no excuses. I was, so I would just say, take the leap of faith. Yeah, it's expensive, but there are scholarships. Yeah, you're not the first person that's going to go through it who who was broke or, you know, who, who didn't have, who didn't have any money. All you need is your dream, your drive and your ambition and let that uh, steer you through and then get yourself a good mentor um, and, and be an active mentee. Uh, so uh, I think that's true for all um, disciplines or all careers, be an active mentee. So uh, anyone that was my mentor in the aviation community, uh, they were sorry they gave me their number. I, I called <laughs> them. I, I sent emails and, uh, you know, hey, I have this question. I just want to bounce this off of you. So, you know, as a mentee, you're interested. Go ahead and not bug. You're not bugging your mentors. If I'm your mentor, please, I, I want to hear from you and I want to see you succeed. So 
Uh, yeah. So I say all that to say there's no excuse. Just take the leap of faith. Get out there and and live your purpose. Live your passion. This job is is great. I don't feel like I'm working, even though I'm in the training environment right now, learning to fly jets. And uh, hey, you know, I'm a little sleep deprived and yeah, you know, a little stressed. You know, I'm still having fun. It's it's exciting to me. I I want to wake up tomorrow morning and and get in the sim and you know the full motion simulator and you know I show up prepared, of course, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. I love flying and um, just doesn't feel like a job. I, I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah, and that's the best job to have is going to work and enjoying it so much. You know all yeah, about it, Carol. Right, right, right. <laughs> Angel, this has been awesome. Uh, we're talking to Angel Hughes, uh, sistersoftheskies.org, uh, a true advocate for aviation for everybody and especially for the black female pilots. Highly recommend you going out there and checking out their website. Again, Angel, thanks so much for coming here today. No problem. Thank you for having me. I, I had a lot of fun today and uh, it, was a, it was a welcome break in my studies, but uh, I'm going to have to go back and uh, hit my books again. Yeah, hit the books and, and do get some sleep, please. <laughs> I, I will. I'll try my best. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Come on, girl. <laughs> That's to, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will definitely. Thank you for having me. Well, folks, if you're listening right now, as you can hear in her voice, uh, you know, she's passionate about aviation. So are we all. But uh, the most important thing is when this podcast is over, don't stop there. Uh, do something. Do something. It could be small. It could be large. It could be simple as just going out and clicking on that website, sistersoftheskies.org. Um, but you have to take action. If you want to get a scholarship, you have to apply. If you want to start flight training, you got to get in an airplane. But the most important thing is to get started now. Again, Angel, thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh, hopefully, when you, if you have a question, send it to us, feedback at abccursepodcast.com. Go to sistersoftheskies.org, and I'm sure they'll answer them for you. Well, folks, we appreciate everything that, that Angel's been doing for promoting aviation, and we appreciate you for listening. We'll talk to you next episode, and safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.